Hey, 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 hey guys. Yes, I know. You're like, who is that? I am your host, your favorite girl, Model E of the E Your Friends podcast. So I'm so happy to see you guys. There is a new episode out. I know you've been waiting and you know what I always say is it's better late than never. You know your girl is doing a whole lot and she hasn't forgot about you. She has not forgot about you. So thank you for tuning into another bi-weekly episode and I'm pretty much excited about this video. You know it has been a long time coming and I say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Regardless of what I got going on, I got to give this to my peeps. You know what I'm saying? So here I am. So guys, before we start the show, because we actually have a lot to talk about today. It's a lot that's going on in this world and it is pretty much crazy and I hate it. I don't understand it. I don't think I would never understand or for any of us. Of what we're trying to do, you know, trying to create this awareness, you know, of that our lives matter. You know what I'm saying? So before we start the show and get into my rants and you guys know how I do with that. So I want you guys to keep up with me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod. Also on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And also remember to check out my blog. It's called Erica Letters at www ericaletters.blogspot.com so make sure you check it out because the blog entails what I talk about on the podcast it kind of goes into you know a little more deeper thoughts and sometimes I just give you enough for you to go and listen to the podcast and also if I come across something in my mind that I just absolutely have to give out then that's what I do all right so um for the first topic tonight it's going to be a little bit crazy, um, but I asked the people of Facebook and here they go. All right. So the first one is, it's this young girl. She's 15 years old and her name is Liz. And she says that she really wants a baby. Is that normal? So I'm going to read you the comment of what someone said to her I'm not going to call that person an idiot but this is what that person says they say when I was your age I wanted a baby too and if I was able to have it I would have done it I don't necessarily think it's bad for a teen to have a baby but you need to have lots of love and support to do this you also have to understand all of the challenges that comes with having a baby and being a mom this is a serious commitment and personally speaking, I think preteen girls are cute. First of all, she says preteen girls are cute. Honey, let me tell you, there isn't anything cute about having a baby at the age of 15. I had my first child. I was 28 years old, almost 29 before I had my first child. And did I still felt like I was ready? No. I think that you are never ready to have kids, but when you are a little more older, you become a little more, you know, wiser, you know, as you go through your mental stage and it helps you prepare better, but you are never ready because there is something new that always happens. 
you know, everyone is born different. We all have different things going on and raising a child is so hard. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you guys know what the people said. So LaShawn, which is my husband, he says the person that want a kid at 15 and the person commenting is dumb as fuck. Yes, very dumb to give out some information like that to say that teen pregnancy is cute. Like where, where do you get that shit from? You don't do that. That is a child. Someone is actually still taking care of that 15 year old girl, possibly. But if she's thinking about having a baby at 15, more than likely she's probably on her own. She really don't have nobody to advocate for her. And quite frankly, I feel sorry for her. So the next person, Eric Janelle says, the only part I agree with is you need to have lots of love and support to do this. Me personally, I couldn't imagine myself having a 21 year old. Life literally just started making sense to me. And that's true. At 21, you are at a legal age for most everything, for drinking, for partying, for having fun, or smoking cigarettes at 18. But when you're 21, you have more freedom and mobility to move around. When you are 15 and you have a baby, your life stops. It comes to a complete halt. It doesn't matter who you have around you to help you. It really doesn't matter. Next, moving on, Poke K, she says she can borrow my child for a day and then ask if she wants to have kids. Homegirl, I said the same thing too. So Tabitha Smith says, who the hell would condone that? My mom had me just before turning 15. It's not cute nor fun. It was a hard life. And I can imagine it was a hard life. Maria Alexander, she says, the 15-year-old has no idea what responsibility looks like a baby. Let her work for pay, give her laundry to do, get her acclimated with what she will be handling when she gets that baby. Ask the right questions. How will you care for that baby? Clothe him or her. What about your schooling? What will, where will you live? Who will support you? If you are asking to be an adult, ask the adult questions. And I appreciate Maria. Maria always give a definitive answer. She really does. Like she will get straight to the point. And I love that about her. So thank you, Maria. And, and that's true. Like you have to ask these questions. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to work at the age of 15? What job are you going to get at the age of 15? You know, you're, you're 16. Yeah. Maybe you can start a little job, but how much money is that going to bring you? So that's going to leave for your parents if they are available to help you to raise that child. And who wants to go through that? I wouldn't want to put my family through that. So next we have Tanisha, my friend. Hey, boo. She says, cute. She must not have kids. Pfft, apparently not. See, my homegirl now. See, Tanisha has five kids. I have two kids. Ever since we met each other back in 2009, it seemed like we were having babies along with each other. So when she got to that third one, I was like, oh, girl, you are by yourself. I'm not doing that no more. I am done. <laughs> so uh, Marvinese, she says, I would tell her to wait a while. I had my son at 16 and believe me, it wasn't fun. I had to drop out of school 
get a job, then return to school to get my GED, then on top of that, had to raise him by myself with the help of my mom. So I don't think it was cute. And then I still don't think it's cute for a teen to be a parent. Live your life free while you can, because with them kids come, it's party over. Look, guys, let me tell you, I am in my 30s. I'm 30s plus. And when I tell you it takes a village to raise a child, that shit is true. Because if you don't have no one to help you, it is hard as fuck. Listen to what I'm saying. If you don't have anyone to help you, it is hard as fuck. And there are people out there who have parents and they're like, you know what? You go have this baby. You take care of this baby on your own. I've I had my time raising you. And I have heard people say that. But then again, you know, like for my husband and I, you know, it's just basically us two. You know, we've been our own system ever since we have kids. We don't have the one where we can just drop our kids off to whenever we want to. In a way, I envy those people that actually have that system. Like they can just take their kids to a family member and drop them off for a week or some come. Go drop them off for half a summer. Hey, go stay with your grandma. Go stay with grandpa. You know, or someone to pick them up from school or summer camp or something of that nature. Like, I really wish I had that. But I do see people who take advantage of that role of those people who help them. And that's something I would never do. But um, let me read one more. And this is from Emerald Glaciers, my homegirl. And she said, I wouldn't tell her anything. I would allow her to babysit and be a mom for three summer months. And then she said, turn around and ask her the question in the fall. And she was like, most likely she will say no. <laughs> like she straight up says, do not give her no help from no family member know nothing like let her do it on her own and honey when it's time to change those stinky diapers or when it's time to buy those diapers that's when reality kicks in you know buying that high formula yeah you may say oh well i can breastfeed my baby well guess what that doesn't work all the time you know i tried to breastfeed on my first one and he just was not having it you know i was having a hard time and my husband didn't my husband really didn't made it better because he basically was like, get our baby some milk. He wants some milk. So I kind of, you know, not did it. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that teenage conversation, um, before we move on, I want to let this young lady know, Liz, if you are out there listening to the Eating Friends podcast, please, please take your time on having a baby. There isn't anything cute with having a baby. There are a lot of things that you will have to think about mentally as well. And quite frankly, I don't think that you are there mentally at your age. And not saying because it's your age alone, but there are older people out there who don't need to have any kids either. But for your mentality, 
I think you should wait to have a baby. Don't let anyone pressure you to have a baby and say, hey, oh, it's cute. You know, because yes, babies are cute. And yes, they are life. They are beautiful. But it's a lot to handle. And if you don't have the mental to take care of a child, it can really put a strain on your life. And you don't want that. So take it from me. Take it from everyone who left messages. Don't take it to heart. But don't have any babies right now. Okay. All right. So I have another one for you guys. Um, it's actually kind of silly, but I'm going to read it to you guys anyway. So the question is, my teenage daughter is refusing to work during quarantine. So I took away her phone. When should I give it back? Now, this is dad. This is actually dad writing this um, post, right? So dad says his daughter, she has a phone. She, he took it away from her because she refused to go to work. Now, let's rewind back to like four months, right? That we are in a crisis. We are in a pandemic. So that's kind of the reason why nobody's really working, right? Okay, just want to make sure you guys understand that. And I want to make sure that that's still going on too. So I don't understand the reason why he want her to go to work so bad. So, but reading from, I assume she has an iPhone or something. That's why he want her to go to work. But anyway, that's just my opinion. So dad wants his daughter to go to work during this pandemic. While the world and the media is tell everybody to stay home Stay indoors, stay quarantined, don't come out if you don't have to. If you are not essential, do not come out. Homegirl works at a fast food restaurant. She's young, 16 years old. Why he's pressuring her to go to work, I don't understand. Um, I don't know, maybe if she's at home acting a donkey, getting on his nerves, and he just want her out the house. But I know me... Um, I'm not going outside as an adult, so I'm not sending my child out there if my child was old enough to go work. School, they are thinking about opening schools at the end of summer in August. I'm not for that. I'm sorry. There will be no school. I don't see how it's going to work. You know, they're thinking about doing staggered entry, like starting a little bit of students at one time or have half go to school, half work, online learning, or they move to plan C where they continue to gather enough funds and computer and learning materials and internet services for kids to work at home full time. Now that I am with, C I am with, I'm with that all day. I'm not with my kids still going to school, knowing that COVID-19 is out there or whatever this thing is called. You know, I heard something today, but I'm not going to say anything about it because I'm not sure how proof this source is. So I'm not going to put anything out there that I don't know about, but um, I'm not going to send my child out. Um, I don't even let my kids go into the grocery stores. They stay home. Um, if both parents have to go, they will go, you know, maybe one of us will get out, but for the most part, they stay in. I don't play that, you know, because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't want to get infected and then have my kids to get infected. 
you know, they are young. I have young kids. There are nine and they're four years old. So I can't afford that. And plus, I don't want that on my heart if something happens to them. So stay inside, guys. And dad, don't make your child go to work. She goes to work. What if she contracts something and she brings it home to the whole family? How will you feel about that? Right? So that's that's not cool. All right, guys. So next thing that I would like to speak about is what are going on it's a lot going on out here and you know it's a whole lot of black lives matters and you know we're, we're all fighting for our rights here it's not something new it's something that our ancestors been doing for a very long time can we make it right and have equality here i don't know i don't know if it will ever be equal i really don't know i can't say that but I can guarantee you what's going on now, the things that have happened with all the rioting, all the protesting, is definitely making some type of movement. It is. I'm not sure if the movements are being made to shut us up, but there are movements being made. And I, I do think that things will change. You know, I know here for North Carolina, you know, our government is... Um, putting in policies in place, you know, to try to protect and look out to see what things that people are doing wrong and, you know, so that they can correct it and move on. So, you know, I, I really hope that things will change. So, um, George Floyd, um, you know, my condolences goes out to his family and his young daughter, it's it's sad how it happened, you know. I didn't even watch that video like a few days later because I didn't want to have to look at it. And once I did finally look at it, I just I kept looking at it over and over and over. And it's just sad. And the most things that saddened me is how those other officers stand there and allow that one officer to put his knee on that man's neck and killed him. It's sad, guys, like, we got to stop, you know, we, we got to stop them from doing that to us. So the rioting, the protests, like, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And also, speaking of George Floyd, his daughter, his six-year, his six-years-old daughter, I think her name is Gigi Gianna, I think it's something like Kobe Bryant's daughter name, when she is six years old. And um, Barbara Streisand, you guys know Barbara Streisand. She's a, a well-known artist, a performer. And Barbara Streisand actually set her up with a, with Disney. She gave her Disney stocks. Like, come on, you know, and Disney stocks is like $115 a share. We don't know how much share that she brought her. But we definitely know that she hooked her up and she got her set up. And also, speaking of setting up for life, Kanye West, which is, y'all know I don't really talk about him. I don't really care about him. But he did something nice. He actually set up her college fund. So he has money put aside for her college fund. And I actually think it's like a million or two million. You know, it was up in the million. So, you know, shout out to Kanye West and Barbara Streisand. For their act of kindness. And um, speaking of act of kindness, 
some of you are very kind and thinking that Beyonce was going to be on Black Panthers 2 as Storm. But many of you were like me. I knew that wasn't true. I knew it wasn't true. I'm not trying to hear that. Storm is Holly Berry. When I first heard that, I'm like, hold up. Did y'all ever stop to think and ask Holly Berry how she feel about this? But then turn around was a hope. So I was dope. But according to Culture Magazine, they realized that the people didn't really like it. You know, so that was a good thing. But on a real tip, guys, I was not prepared to see Beyonce on TV. Like, Beyonce is cool and everything. She can dance, she can sing, but I really don't think that she has the acting bones as her body. You know, let her stick to the Lifetime movies that she played. She didn't really do those too well, but not shitting on a girl or anything, but I don't want to see her on Marvel. Like, if she gets on Marvel, she is going to mess the whole church's money up, and they're going to be fucked up. And everybody else know that. I'm just not the only one that knows that. But moving on. All right. So let's go over to the UK. We have an act of heroism. Mr. Patrick Hutchinson. He is a grandfather. And you know UK is out there protesting as well. And his words and his action. Um, You probably see the picture that I put on my Instagram page. He was actually carrying a fellow protester on his back because the police and everything, they were actually fighting back with the protesters. So it was a lot going on. And this man was lying on the floor, I mean, on the ground, and it was like a stampede. So Patrick Hutchinson, he actually swooped him up off the ground put him over his back and he carried him. And he said the only reason why that that man got into safety is because the protesters that he was with, they were all surrounded him so the police couldn't get next to them. But he said if he would have let that man there, he probably would have died. So shout out to Patrick Hutchison for his act of heroism today. I love it. You know, he's a Black Lives Matter hero. And, he, and the only thing that he said was, I just did what I had to do. He said he didn't, it didn't matter what color the guy was, what race it was. He just saw him on the ground near to his death and he just swooped him up and put him to safety. So shout out to you. All right, guys. So we know Breonna Taylor's birthday had just passed. And I think that she would have been 27 years old. So just then, or just then to me, just found out that Louisville just passed the ban on the no-knock warrant. You know, we all know that cops came to her house, did not knock, and killed her in her home. So they passed that ban on the no-knock warrant. Yes, that's what Breonna Taylor would have wanted. And um, they are sure that other states are actually going to follow that. Another thing I also wanted to speak about was here in Raleigh, the whole shooting to kill incident. They state that shooting is the last thing that should happen, you know, while making an arrest or having an altercation with um, a person. And it is not because the first thing they do is shoot. 
And my thing is, why do they always shoot to kill? Why not try to shoot in the arm or in the leg to stop a person? But they go straight for the back. So I asked that question. And one person came under my post and stated that they saw a video where a cops a cop were talking and they stated that it's hard to get a person in their leg or in their arm. It's just easier to shoot them in the back. Like, how, how could you say that? Like, what is that? Because if you shoot a person in the back, more than likely that person is going to die. So that's not cool. So um, they are supposed to ban some things here on our end in Raleigh. So I hope it happens because it needs to stop, you know, and I am upset about it. I am tired of getting up every day or every other day hearing that the police has shot someone and more than likely it's a black person. It's a black male. You know, I have three black males. I have my husband. I have my two boys that has to grow up. And to be honest, I fear for them. I fear for them. You know, my kids have to grow up like this. I don't like it. I hate it. I really do. And it seems like killing these black men is like a game. You know, Ooh, I got one today. I got one. You got one too. Like, just stop. Stop it. Um, They are shooting all over the place. Um, I'm not sure if you heard, but Canada has had a shooting as well. Um, And Canada... They actually shot and killed an indigenous man in Red Bank. This is in New Brunswick, Canada. They identify the man as Mekomp Man, um, Rodney Levi. He was shot twice and killed by the Canadian police. Um, he did left behind a daughter that they found out. So they are killing all over the place and everyone is just doing protests to stop it, to just stop the mess, stop the madness. And speaking of another madness that came to my attention, um, this is something that happened Friday in ATL, young man, Richard Brooks, I think he was like 27 years old. Um, I briefly saw the video. Of course, I didn't want to see it, but in order for me to know what's going on, I have to view the video. So when I did saw the video, um, it appears that the young man was at the drive-thru at the Wendy's in Atlanta. And once he got through the drive-thru, I guess they were talking to him through the speaker and he didn't say anything or they couldn't understand him. So he drove off and he went into the parking lot and he fell asleep, which is something that people do do when they're tired or whatever. They fall asleep like in a public place. Okay, you're fine. Well, this one Wendy's employees decided to call the police and boom. That's how everything started. The police came. Um, he told them what he was doing. They got into an altercation. He took one of the cops' taser. And he was beating the cops' ass. Like, he beat both of their ass. And he was kind of a big 27-year-old dude. And what happened is he ran. And that's when they shot him in the back. 
And this is what I'm trying to say with the whole shooting people in the back. You know that it will kill a person if you shoot them in the back. Why not shot him in the leg or the arm or take your fat ass and run behind him and catch him, put him in cuffs, take him to jail if that's what you have to do and let him out the next morning or talk to him the next morning and see exactly what happened instead of killing him. Now this young man is gone. His life is gone. His family's life is gone. All this stuff, it just, it is not fair, guys. Like I say, I'm going to say it again. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of it. So, in good news, let's end tonight with some good news. With the Courageous Award, locally, um, there's this 11-year-old boy in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He saved his family, his mother and his brother from an apartment fire. <clears throat> he was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, he was actually in the shower and he heard the beep, beep, beep. You know, the the smoke detector, the, <laughs> I can't even talk, the smoke detectors. So he heard it go beeping. No, not the one that beeps in your house when you need to change the batteries. Not that beep. The real beep that alerts you to let you know that it is a fire. He heard that and he was in the shower and he heard his mom was like, get out the shower. It's a fire. It's a fire. Um, his name is Jackson McCray. And like I said, he was home with his brother and mother. His mother was cooking dinner when the flames started coming from the oven. He said that he wasn't really panicking. Now, now this is 11-year-old. He said that he wasn't panicking, but at the same time, he was. So he, um, he went and got the fire hydrant because he didn't want his stuff burned up. So he started shaking it, shaking the fire hydrant, and he pushed the lever up because he didn't want his stuff burned up. There was... So, you know, thoughtful for him to think about the stuff burning up. So his thoughts were just, oh, let me go and let me grab this so I can get this fire out. Like, that's what just on his mind at 11-year-old. You know, most 11-year-olds would just be screaming, you know, crying for their mom, just in a standstill, but not this little boy. So he said, um, so he wanted to make sure that everybody was at the house even the neighbors, because his neighbor actually had a little baby. So he thought about the little baby and he got them out of the apartment because they were next to their apartment. And he said that he think the firefighters who taught his class fire safety tips a few years back, and this was a few years back, he remember all of that. So the award goes to Jackson McCray, 11 year old out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I salute you, Jackson. Good job, good job. So let's hear some Model E rants. I don't have too much rants for you today, but you know I gotta give it to you. Now, we all know that we are in the coronavirus, the COVID-19, I guess. And there isn't nothing coming on TV. There isn't any new shows coming on TV. So I feel since there isn't any new shows coming on, my internet and my cable bill should be split in half, right? Who can agree with me? I mean, I go through Hulu. My shows that I normally watch, there are no new episodes intact. 
So it's all fair for me to split this bill in half. You know, y'all not giving me the full amount of TV, which is I understand we can't do the full amount of TV, but I don't have the full amount of TV. So why should I pay you the full amount for the service? I mean, that's just my two cents. Another thing, FedEx and the Postal Service still on my top list as shitty services. Okay, I'm not going to say shitty, but a little lazy. Lately, FedEx has not been bringing my packages to my door. I don't know why. Postal Service, still, they never brought the packages to the door. You know, I don't understand that either. I mean, I understand that due to COVID-19, you know, they got less people. You know, maybe some people got sick or whatever. So they were looking to hire more people. Okay, I understand. But this is something that y'all has never been doing. And quite frankly, I'm getting tired of it. You know, I appreciate my packages to come to the door. Thank you very much. Moving on. Now we have a no he did it moment. Did y'all heard that Akon, okay, first of all, we know Akon is rebuilding Africa, right? So do y'all know that he is remixing his locked up song with 6 9 Seriously. I assume he knows what he is doing, but man, that isn't the way. But I ain't the one to gossip. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let y'all take that and y'all run the way y'all want to run on that. All right, so this has been... An E and Friends podcast with your girl, Model E. And remember to keep up with me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod, on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And before I let you go, I would like to announce a new radio show that I am co-hosting along with my husband called Life in Love with Erica and Sean. Make sure you guys check that out on Spreaker every Wednesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Twin Radio Syndicate. That's every Wednesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Spreaker on the Twin Radio Syndicate. Make sure you check us out where we talk about love, life conversations, and great music. And if you have the chat, make sure you join us in the chat. All right, guys, so have a good night and I will see you next time.